I'm a little nervous. Hello, and welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about Marvel movies and anxiety. My name is Bob. My name is Matt. And we are back, baby. Yeah, I haven't been watching many Marvel movies, but I sure do have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing, but... But it's very true. Yeah, what is making you anxious right now in this very moment? Uh, I am most anxious right now in this very moment about recording this podcast. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I was nervous about this because even when we've taken uh, gap years <laughs> between recording... I, I, I consider them sabbaticals. Sabbaticals. Uh, even when we have done that, I have always felt as though we were coming back like fresh and now I feel yeah. like I'm coming back rusty. I feel cold. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how to get back in the groove. Maybe we're in it and we just don't even know it. We're in the groove? Maybe that's the nature of anxiety is that it is distracting Whoa. us from, from the present moment. I mean, and that, really, we are in the present moment right now. And That might be the most profound thing we will ever say on this podcast, and <laughs> so we probably should shut it down right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time that you listen back to this, though, you will be in another present moment thinking about the past. <sighs> that's heavy stuff. The people who are listening to it right now, you listening to it right now are in a present moment. Listening to us. Start counting your breath living in the present moment um yeah it's been a little while since we recorded it's been like three or four months yeah. since we recorded maybe longer i think that we last recorded in either late february or early march that's wild uh and at that time we watched spider-man which was a, a resounding success the it, like in the ensuing months that movie has only like increased in my estimation yeah i'm really excited by the prospect of seeing another spider-man yes. yeah uh, and i also enjoy being able to just enjoy memes about what a good guy tom holland is i think that spider-man is the most fun i have had watching any of these movies i don't agree with that but i also love spider-man so yeah. i'm not it's not really a slight i mean just it was just pure fun so I yeah we came that, out of that yeah. thing we were feeling hot we're feeling hot and yeah. then i don't know if you guys heard but there was a pandemic yeah and so uh, a bunch of stuff happened. We've been in and out. We've been trying to figure out how we can make this happen because I feel like it's a very important part of this process for us to be in person uh, because otherwise, you know, you're, you're talking, you don't, is there the other person want to talk? Yeah. I don't know. We're on the Zoom meeting. I have a cool virtual background. That's distracting you. Can't you can't see what I'm doing. Yeah. Sometimes under I, the move, camera. I move my head and then the virtual background eats my face. And that's kind of fun. And then I scream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Horrified. What did you do to Bob? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zoom steals all of our information and we lose the copyright to the Zero Stars name. Terrible. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Um, check out our TikTok, though. Yeah, yo, check us out on TikTok. Well, well you still can in the next few hours. <laughs> Get in on that. So three weeks ago, we were like, it's finally going to happen. We're going to make it happen. We're going to watch Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok is the movie that we're on in the series. It comes after Spider-Man homecoming uh, yes this is one of the only marvel movies that you had seen prior to this ec exercise yes i had seen this on the recommendation of like several hundred people i was also told to watch it prior to uh this uh, this endeavor and, and i actually watched the first 15 minutes and i said this is incomprehensible garbage and i turned it off so um 
just to be clear on what we were talking about, Thor Ragnarok is the 2017. Uh, that feels like forever feels so ago. Long ago. Oh my god! 2017 uh, film directed by Taika Waititi, uh, a who made what we do in the shadows, which is we both were just talking about how fantastic that is. Oh, I love that movie. It's the only movie that I've ever watched two days in a row. <laughs> Because I could not think of what else I wanted to watch I mean, more. It's just a really fantastic movie. If you have not seen it's what so we do joyful. in the shadows, you gotta watch it. It's so joyful Great and wonderful. Movie. I know I know that we have a lot of listeners who are giant fans. Yeah, of I, that honestly, film. if I you're listening to this podcast, you probably have you've seen watched this. that movie. Yeah, have, but, you know, watch it because again. Because you know us and we've made you watch it. Yeah, watch it again. Yeah, watch it again. It's a fantastic movie. Um so yeah, it, this uh of course stars uh Chris Hemsworth as Thor and his brother Tom Hiddleston as Tom Hiddleston. Uh <laughs> His brother from another mother. So this one was was written by a handful of people. There was definitely at least one of these dudes was doing punch up on every other line. Oh, th- this movie reeks of punch up. But okay, you use the word the verb reeks, Bob. I did. Yeah, it's a very powerful word. It's loaded. It's got a it's got a connotation. All right, to it. here it is. You guys, we watched this movie three weeks ago. Number one. We watched it three weeks ago. That's not our normal. Our normal process is to get in there and record as rapidly as possible. You know that. Sometimes, We're dedicated to yeah, quality. Sometimes before we've even seen the movie. Like a, like a Wendy's or a Carl's Jr. We care about quality. And so we try... Yeah, before we've seen it. <laughs> and so we try and record as rapidly as possible. That was not feasible uh, given our coronavirus world. So unfortunately, it's been three weeks since we saw this film. That said, we're going to bring you the hottest takes we can. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be caliente. Very spicy. Yeah, I think that this might be the most controversial <laughs> episode since Controversial Moves. Episode 19, Controversial Moves. <laughs> I think we are going to return to the scene and immediately lose our listenership based on our take on this film. And I, I'm just warning you of that. If you, if you feel like negative energies on this movie are not going to do you a good a solid in this covid world you turn this off right now you come back when we watch is it next one black panther black panther yeah. uh we're definitely going to feel a bunch better about black panther because please, please let us feel better we will black, black panther is dope yeah uh just as a dude so i'm very confident in my enjoyment of black panther because he's gonna fight dudes all cat like and i enjoy that but part. it's much more yeah killmonger is also just like, oh yeah, yeah he's great. strong strong we've well, both seen i black love panther. michael b jordan yeah I'm, I'm feeling really positive on that so you know you can tune back in for that and we're gonna have a different take but right now we're about to uh go against the grain yes so strap in it's time to recap Thor Ragnarok Ra- Ragnarok. <laughs> okay. So it's been two years uh, since Sokovia, which was covered in Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. Well, that's where they, the entire city rose out this of the Eastern, ground. Eastern European city rose out of the ground. Uh, Thor has been kind of like MIA. The Hulk disappeared. The Hulk flew a jet away at the end yeah. of Age of Ultron. As the Hulk too, right? Yeah. Not never forget that the message of Age of Ultron was everyone is a pilot. <laughs> Uh, that was that was the overwhelming, I think, moral of that the story. Moral. Be a pilot if you want to survive. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so Thor is... The movie opens, and Thor is uh, entangled 
with uh, this demon who is kind of like asking him questions while Thor is wrapped up in a bunch of chains. It's very BDSM, um, <laughs> which I'm shocked that they don't make a joke about. No. I'm like literally in awe of the fact that that low hanging fruit was there. Right. And that this that- movie did not take that low hanging fruit because it does not see a single piece of fruit. That is low hanging, but it does not grasp. <laughs> I actually think that would have been a, a delightful low hanging fruit joke. I it find this part riskier. relatively yeah. charming. Um, you were very curious as to whether or not the chains were CGI. I yes. think they were. We went back and forth on that for a little bit. We, it was a real point of conversation, which is this is what the kind of thing that we need, which is why we have to watch the movies together. Yeah. Because otherwise, you miss out on this key insight. Yeah. Focusing on the real questions at hand. I think those chains were CGI. Um, I think that the majority of this movie was CGI, that is including true. a lot of the people. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Thor is wrapped up in these chains and he's talking to uh, the demon Surtur. S-U-R-T-U-R. A name that I name. just learned now. Um, and he's like, uh, like teasing Thor and he mentions that like Odin's no longer up in Asgard and Thor's like, I thought I just saw him up there or something like that. Yeah. And then Thor is like, I gotta beat you now. And so he beats up this demon. Well, so leaving the, the behind demon, this crown and the demon tells us this prophecy, which is like, I'm going to bring Ragnarok on, uh, Asgard and yeah. in doing so I will destroy Asgard. And this is like this foretold destruction of Thor's homeland, right? And this demon is like, I'm going to do it. And Thor's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to kick your ass. And then they play Immigrant Song, which is admittedly pretty badass. Yeah. And then there is a sequence of fighting to this pretty badass song that feels so weightless and so without meaning. And especially coming out of more recent Thor action sequences where you see him like kick dudes into walls and you're like yes. oh man thor is they messed don't up. It's, it still has not learned the lesson of the russo bros yes. which is you you make people hit things yes. and then you understand the concussive nature of being hit by something <laughs> right like captain america feels so strong because he punches people into walls and, or against the shield and then you're like that is crazy and thor is just like throwing his hammer at these like legions of little demons that are paper basically yes. they're origami demons and like so accurate yeah um it is it is a real letdown but anyway let's put a pin in that concept of ragnarok because we will not come back to that until maybe you know two hours from now yeah much later in the film but right now it's all bump bada bana and and you're you're kind of like i guess i'm kind of into this movie i like that it feels energetic yeah it's got it's got it's got a vibe yeah and that vibe is rocking um so Thor then uh, like defeats this demon, but like this leaves behind this crown that's really just the demon's face. It's like his whole head. Yeah, but that was his crown. I guess his head is his crown. I'm gonna be honest. I've I been do reading. Call it your crown. Helm. Helm. I've been reading a lot of Warhammer Forty Thousand lore. Lots of helmets and <laughs> like helms and tabards and this this was pretty 40k to me. I love a good tabard. Well, you know, it's like 40k Warhammer. That's what Thor. Thor's all about that hammer. Yeah. Or is he? Okay. Strap in. Strap in for something that kind of won't matter at all. We have so much to cover still. This movie is is like two and a half hours. Well, yeah, but it sort of. Okay. It's 270 minutes. Um, Thor then returns to Asgard. He's like asking Heimdall to like bring him back. That's Idris Elba is Heimdall. Yes. So we recall. And Idris Elba is Heimdall who in the previous movies is like a robot man who controls the... I don't know about robot. He's super, like, unfeeling. In yes, the other he movies, doesn't, he doesn't like, show emotion. He has, like, no... He's like a Vulcan, no yeah. affect. 
His job is to is to run the the Rainbow Road, the Bifrost, the Rainbow Road, the Rainbow Road. Um, My favorite Mario Kart yeah. stage. Uh, to run the Rainbow Road, so Thor is trying to get back to Asgard while like this demon dragon thing is like trying Chasing to chomp him. him. And finally, the Rainbow Road comes through, but we're like, I think we're getting it cut yeah. in and out with this dude whose name I can never remember because he, despite having the most significant character arc in the entire film, yes, is, is cut rate Carrie King from Slayer. Yeah, it's it's Carl, head tattoos and all. Carl Urban is the actor. Uh huh. So yes, uh, Keith Urban's brother. I understand. <laughs> I wish um, it would have been more entertaining. Carl Urban, who actually is like not a bad actor. I've seen him in things and thought that he was good. Um, I think he is good given what he is meant to do in this film. Fair. He is he is taken over for Heimdall, who is not around for some reason. Yeah, and he's, he's neglecting his duties while trying to impress these two women, including by holding up two m16s that he found or that he like imported from texas to asgard yeah and he calls one des and he calls the other one troy and this is one of my least favorite jokes in the it's entire so world dude thunder and lightning is like funnier than yes that. It, it's so weak very very frightening so anyways he's into guns classic gun nut move and then he's it, but, actually not paying attention so, to the things that matter so we get to put two guns in the movie but we also get to poke fun at texas because you know why not? Um, so yeah, he's not paying attention, but finally he's paying attention. And he rescues Thor at the last minute. Thor comes through. It cuts off that dragon's head. Pretty cool. That was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, yeah. that was a nice touch. And oh, that thing yeah. is just like it's all CG, but it's just like sliding along oh, yeah. the floor, and it has like a frictive element that is very satisfying. Good, good squeak. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm pro. I'm pro. I'm honestly pro everything that's happening so far, except for the weightlessness of the action. Exactly. Um, and the guns. So Thor gets there and he's like, I'm in Asgard. I'm going to go see what's going on with my dad. Goes to the theater. <laughs> right. His father is enjoying a play. This is actually my favorite part in the movie. Easily. It is. Yeah. It is very funny that they're that like Asgard has this like throwback to like Kenny Branagh like has this like Shakespearean kind of culture where they like to put on plays for events that have happened in the immediate like in the, the immediate past they're hit well and it, they it's not that they like to it's that potentially some players in those sequences are interested in it because it appears initially that uh it's Odin a, Thor's father is watching the play is watching a play with a bunch of other commoners yes about uh that's the the depiction of the events in thor 2 yes which a movie actually that we like we, we, yeah quite a bit. we like more than pretty much everybody else uh and definitely more than everybody else given where we're going to place yes. it in our ranking of thor films which you can stay tuned for <laughs> later in this episode um uh so the, yeah there's a great moment where like uh where it's like it's a kind of this revisionist history of like loki being very valiant well and loki being um, killed because we think that loki is dead at this point right uh, because well, we we don't because we saw the end of the Thor movie, but the crowd thinks that Loki died yeah. valiantly helping his brother. This is a reenactment of that, um, and of course we get a fantastic cameo. Loki is played by Matt Damon. It's so good. It's so good. It shouldn't be good because you're because was, because he's wearing the Loki wig. So it's, you're like, is that? <laughs> That dude looks just like Matt Damon. And then, and then as though they know that they are teasing you with it, they do a close-up. And so they're just like, yeah, it's Matt Damon. They lean into it being Matt Damon, and I'm fine with it. It's good. Yeah. So, And also, he does... I enjoy Matt Damon in a comedic capacity. Yes, I do, And too. I think that he should do it more often. And he so it's just sort of there. fun to see him 
actually committing to it in this yeah. dumb way where he really clearly wants Odin's approval, and I love it. Okay, so Thor shows up, and he's just like, obviously, this is all bullshit. What is going on? He's also like, Odin's not here. I was told that by that well, demon that I've already forgotten his Odin name. Odin is there. But he's looking at Odin, but Odin, but like the demon said that Odin's not in Asgard. Yes. So like, who's this Odin? What kind of trickster god would disguise himself, exactly. et cetera? And so in a sequence where he throws the hammer out and then like is going to allow it to hit Odin, he forces the person that we think is Odin to reveal themselves. Indeed, it is Loki, the trickster god. Yes. Um, it's also fun to watch Anthony Hopkins like play Tom Hiddleston as Loki, yes. which is these, these are the best parts. I want like I could watch like another half hour. Of this, I completely frankly. agree. I think it would be a lot more fun if they had like labored under this. I, I want to see more of Loki's despotic rule of Asgard through fake yes. Odin. Like yes. I want more of of Asgard in Loki's image. Yes, you know because. Loki continues to be the best character, and I, I love Chris Hemsworth as Thor. But Loki is the most interesting character in these these films and, because he's such a good foil. Well, and we came around on him, right? Because yes. we didn't think he was good, and then we no, actually, the first one he's kind of boring. And now I actually really like Loki. Yeah. Just generally, I mean, I think the Avengers does a lot of work for Loki. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I think Thor two does as well. I agree. He's, I, he's the shining star. Of Thor I II. like these movies. Yeah. I like what has happened with Loki. I actually have come around on Tom Hiddleston. I'm, I'm pro all of this situation. Yeah. Uh, we don't get much of it though. Okay, so now Loki, is, we're like, oh, it's Loki. Uh, Matt Damon for one is shocked. Let's say, <laughs> um, disappointed that he was not serving Odin this whole and, time. And Thor's like, well, where's Dad? And Loki's like, I put him in a home for old folks. <laughs> uh, legitimately, this is this is the plot. Yeah, this is. Well, um, he's like, I sent him away. Basically, like we sent the dog to the farm. Yeah. So they, he's like, where? He's like, New York. So. I think it's like a smash cut. There to the are two of them. several. Th- this opening sequence in this is what I watched. This is the only part of the film I had seen up before this. Yeah. Um, and it is smash cut heavy. And just like if you have not seen, I know a lot of people have said like, this is the one to watch if you haven't seen the other movies. No, you have to see. The Dude, I found it incomprehensible because we smash cut to New York. Suddenly in New York, Loki is sucked into a portal. Why? Hey, it's Dr. Stephen Strange. Yeah. They they find out that the home has been like raised, uh, like the home for old people, and their dad is not there. So now their dad is on the loose. He might be, de- he might have dementia. We don't it's know. It's actually kind of unclear. He's a <laughs> god, but he. He's old. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, suddenly, this good suddenly they're, in, with Stephen they're Strange. in Dr. Strange's like Sanctum Sanctorum, and uh, there's like the magically refilling beer. Yeah, there's like a fun sequence yeah. in which Doctor Strange messes with Thor's brain. I enjoy that. Like, it's, I enjoy Thor interacting it's, with it's other almost, people. It's almost like Doctor Strange works best when he doesn't have an entire movie centered around I, him. I think you might be right. I, this is maybe the lesson to be learned in the entire Marvel Universe is that not every character mm. warrants a full film. But the problem is that to enjoy seeing Stephen Strange the way that I do... Hmm. kind of requires me to, to have, have had less him. fun to have had less fun watching i i hate to say it but I, sort yeah of. no i think that you're right i uh, i hate to say it too but i think that that, that that's because because now i was he, saying it he, as a joke but like <laughs> i think it is actually accurate when he showed up i was i i was just like oh dr strange is here and yeah. then it also is and i i honestly this is the sort of thing that i'm continually shocked by about these movies but it's like he shows up and you go like well of course he's monitoring magical activity in New York, of course he would 
do this. Mm-hmm. If he didn't do this, the whole thing starts to collapse. So he kind of has to be in this movie, even if that makes that movie incomprehensible to the lame person. Yeah. Who's not already uh, in the fold. So, okay. So he's, there's like this fun sequence, some physical comedy. We get to have Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth it up. Of course you want him to do dumb things. He's yeah. wearing street clothes. Delightful. Well played against each other. Loki comes back from the portal that he was dropped into and they ask uh, Dr. Strange like, Hey, where's our dad? And he's like, oh, he's over in Norway. Yeah, he got way into black metal. <laughs> um, I don't know. It doesn't say how he got to Norway, but I'm assuming it was like one of those cruises that the elderly take. It's like very educational. <laughs> like the river cruise? Yeah. Um, he's like, like going up and, up and down the Danube. Quick question. Uh, if you were given the opportunity to go on that right now, would you? Yes. Of 100%. course. Yeah, yeah. I want to go on it so bad. Yeah. I want to go on a cruise. Like one of those educational yes, cruises I, that's just exclusively the elderly. Yeah. And I want to just like look it's at cliff sedate. faces yes. and have people tell me about the history in environments that I like. Yeah. And, and then maybe I just like paint my miniatures in the in the hull of the ship. This sounds this sounds wonderful. Great. Um, uh, when do you want to go? Right now. That, really, that might be really, a little tricky, really but like we can figure it out. <laughs> Um, so they find, they, they like transport themselves to Norway. They find, or maybe Dr. Strange does. I don't remember. They find their dad looking over a cliff (laughs) again, Thor can fly. (laughs) Yeah. But he's like melancholically looking out into the ocean. It's clear that it's the end of Odin's life. Like it's one of those sequences where it begins and you're like, this dude is gonna die. And, uh, Odin's just like looking kind of sad and he's like, but like, it's my time to go anyway. Ragnarok is happening. Um, I know you tried to prevent it Thor by like defeating that demon who said that he was going to bring about Ragnarok, but sorry, there's a prophecy. You can't stop it. Uh, also you guys have a sister. Yeah. Casually reveals a sister. Um, and he reveals that like that his firstborn is this, uh, goddess named Hela, who was he then sealed in a prison because she was like a little bit too warlike and i think she tried to like rebel and seize the crown i think that it's framed as like she was too much like me because Mm. like odin was very warlike and then like he subjugated all of the frost giants and then one of them was loki oh right and then it's like revision he sort of seems to have retconned his his history by being like maybe i will imprison this girl that i made in my image and instead be like now it's dude time you revealed a lot of depth of psychology within that lore d- regarding odin's actions i'd not i'd forgotten entirely about the frost giants and the fact that like yeah, yeah he, he he that's the whole yeah premise. there's a yeah part and yeah. then and then he like comes around on it by adopting one of them but then he yeah. also seems to regret it and then it's worse because then like Thor restarts the fight with the frost giants. It's the whole thing. Thor. There are a lot of Dutch angles. Thor. Thor one. Don't watch it. (laughs) So anyway, hello was sealed. Um, and then, uh, he he, like imprisoned her and decided to write her out of history. And that's why no one knows about her. Yeah. He like, he regretted this child. Yes. And it's crazy because like Loki is out there literally trying to genocide the earth and it's like, I'll keep him in the books. This chick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Odin dies. He turns into dust or something like that. It's, it's one of those, it's a very clean death for someone who is as Alzheimer's. Um, As the heart song tells us is a magic man. Uh, And immediately with him dead, the imprisoned Hela is able to come back. Kate Blanchett appears and we cut ourselves on her cheekbones movie's over she also has like actually she has a helmet that it's like kind of in the running next to loki's helmet for dumbest helmet i mean it's it's a tight race though it i can see how 
someone creates that helmet in like the design docs yeah. for this yeah. and they're like this looks sick and everybody else is like that looks sick yeah and then you actually put it on a real life per- real life well person's you head. computer animate it onto yes. a real life person's head and suddenly it doesn't look it so doesn't sick. look as sick so, um, but she shows up and she's just like you guys know nothing i'm really strong the prophecy says ragnarok blah 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 i'm taking over asgard don't get in my way it's very one note one of the biggest problems with this movie in my opinion is that kate blanchett is just like not very fun or interesting we hard agree on that um so anyway thor's like no you won't and he throws his hammer at her and she catches the hammer and breaks it just like destroys it as though it is nothing yeah it's like she catches an egg in her hand yeah and just like yeah really honestly like sort of a <sighs> we're gonna talk about this but uh, this is a point of disappointment for me in this movie because i think it's the idea inter- yeah it's a good idea thor without his hammer is awesome yes thor with ed basically <laughs> There's so much that can be done with this. There is. There and, really and is. then it's going to be discarded. Well, they, do, they don't even do anything with it. Yeah. So Thor doesn't have his hammer and we're all like, oh no. And then she's, Hela's like, I'm going back to Asgard. And Thor's like, I'm going to beat you too. So the, like he, Loki and Hela race and they're like fighting in the Bifrost. They're, yeah. They're trying to get back to Asgard and the Rainbow Bridge. The yeah. Rainbow Bridge you can get like knocked out of. Yeah. Similar to Rainbow Road, yeah, honestly. If somebody's got a red shell, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, and so uh thor gets loki gets red shelled first yeah loki gets knocked out of the Bifrost. we don't know where he is no and then and then thor gets red shelled and he goes flying off um and hella makes it all the way up to uh asgard and she begins subjugating she begins by just like outright killing some of the warriors three she yeah and the warriors three for those who might forget lady sif isn't in this movie no lady sif is gone but is that because was there something where like her relationship with thor made her leave Ooh, maybe i forgot she was into thor but then thor is into natalie portman yeah but he's no longer with natalie portman right we get we get a throw we get we get a quick line about that jane's no longer in the picture which is a bummer because i guess she was unavailable that sounds about right yeah they could maybe couldn't afford her i don't know it's weird but so yeah like i'm not sure exactly what happens there but they just off some of the warriors three yeah she just literally walks in and just starts like killing the some of the warriors three it's it's deeply upsetting as like we are the leading members of the warriors three fan club yeah we love the warriors three at least lady sif seems to be uh okay but yeah she kills off two of the warriors three um, and then just like starts subjugating Asgard under her rule. Like Asgard is going to try. She resurrects like an undead army and her giant wolf. Yeah. And then so like let's let's actually cover like some of what's going on up there before we get back to Thor and Loki just so we're not jumping back and forth. Because we do see our long lost member of the Warriors 3 who was discarded in Thor 2. Yeah. He like disappeared for lots of the movies. Yes. And he's back. I cannot remember his name. Uh, but it's that guy. It's it's the guy that the Asian guy who was on the planet who yeah. like in in the beginning of Thor two who's like thank you for helping me. I'm gonna stay on my planet anyway. He's back in Asgard <laughs> now. He's like you killed my other two warriors, and then like he's like I'm gonna stand up to you. And then she just like impales him. Yeah, she kills that dude, and she conscripts Carl Urban the the asshole Heimdall substitute. The guy who's, who's pretending to run the Bifrost. Yes spineless like underservant and um conscripts him into helping her out he's like not sure about all this but luckily he doesn't actually have to kill anybody because the asgardians decide to fight and hella just nukes them yeah individually so she's subjugating all of asgard 
Meanwhile, Heimdale, who is, if, if I was Jonathan Van Ness, I would say he is bringing me that Aragorn realness right now. His, his heavy Aragorn realness. Like, He's got the cloak and everything. Is, it is they like, pull the trick of like, you don't know who you're looking at at first because his cloak is yes. covering his face. I, I hesitate to stereotype an entire region, but maybe if you're from New Zealand, that's just an aesthetic you want to put in your movies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it definitely feels like maybe you're working with the same people who make costumes because this dude dropped in out of Lord of the Rings and Idris is playing Heimdale much more animatedly. He's got feelings. Yeah. Like he's just a dude now. Yeah. I don't know. He sneaks into the to the Bifrost control center and steals the magic sort of time yeah so that the bifrost is not working drive yeah. the bifrost so now nobody can get into asgard and, yeah and so he steals that and then he's going he's got other agenda items yeah. to cover he's got errands to run um meanwhile thor crash lands on like a in like a i don't know it's like a, a garbage, junkyard yeah, planet a junkyard planet yeah, or something. A, a trash heap um, and a bunch of people come out and they're like, ah, we're going to get we're Thor. We're fake Jawas. Yeah. It is, it is just, yeah, you're right. It's the Jawas. Scene. Yeah, it's just the Jawas. Um, and then all of a sudden, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie shows up in a ship and just mulches these guys with like these guns. And all I could think was like, that's a lot of people that just died. So it's this woman. So she shows up and she, we will learn that she is a Valkyrie which is a warrior of Asgard, but she's like fallen from grace. Her main character trait is that she is wasted. She's an alcoholic in like a severely problematic way. It is so and it's played weird. for comedy it's played in for a very pure comedy, a, except that she's hammered. And it, it's like in a like extremely 1980s sense. Is yes. it played for like, this is, this is a, a character trait and B, a funny one. It's weird. It's it very weird. weird. It's like she's incapacitated. Bad drunk. taste in my mouth. I, I don't like it. So she's real wasted. She shows up. She saves Thor, but she actually traps Thor. With she's this, a bounty hunter of like, some sort. Electric disc that electrocutes him and removes his Thor powers. Uh, and she brings him to some throne room. But he goes through, there's that Willy Wonka section, remember? There is like this weird hallucinogenic Willy Wonka section. And it's it's like briefly amazing. And then mm. I just remember being disappointed by it in the end. I, I don't remember. What, it's it, been three weeks. That's sort of, yeah, that's sort of, yeah, it was, something happens. Yeah. But he, well, wait, does he go down into the prison at this point? No, 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 not yet. That's he meets later. Jeff Goldblum okay. first. Yeah. So this, this planet is actually like a prison slash like gladiatorial arena run by jeff goldblum as as always playing jeff goldblum but um, jeff goldblum with elaborate and uh flamboyant facial makeup yeah i mean everybody's got that it starts to like kinda, you, you stop it seeing does. it after a while yeah um so jeff goldblum jeff goldblum's his way through this explanation of like thor is now his prisoner but he and he's going to fight in this I, arena i enjoy the jeff goldblum and well off, enough off in the corner the observant eye will notice a uh, a man, a tall man with dark black hair. A certain trickster. And greenish, yeah, greenish clothes. Uh, yeah, like having a conversation. Mm. Uh, Loki is also crash landing on this planet. We're not going to talk about how the Bifrost, being thrown off the Bifrost works. But I'm fine. I'm fine yeah. with that. I don't, I don't, I don't care about Yeah, that. it's a fantasy. So <laughs> they, um, We're riding a rainbow bridge. I don't really, I mean, am I going to ask questions now? Fair enough. Um, 
Loki's there. Loki has ingratiated his way into Jeff Goldblum's good graces, which is a nice touch because that is 110% Loki. That's the difference between Loki and Thor is that Thor has no ability to charm anyone except for inadvertently yes and like well, us and women yeah and women he can win our hearts <laughs> and natalie portman's but uh well, and seemingly not even hers yeah not for long uh it was a that was a long distance relationship yeah, i think is I what he it. says yeah yeah. Uh, yeah um but loki is immediately like gotten gotten into like the upper echelons of this society and thor meanwhile is just like raging and wants to get out and so he is jeff goldblum's like nope you're gonna have to fight first and so he is thrown down into the prisons where he will learn well and then he'll go into the gladiatorial arena but first he meets arguably the best part of this movie this actually might be my favorite part of this yeah movie. i think this is actually my favorite part of the movie <laughs> he too. meets a big rock guy and voiced by taiko watiti who is fantastic yes uh very charming explains like oh you got to fight and all this stuff and he's like super yes. soft-spoken very funny kiwi accent and and it's it's all it's like the best exposition delivery ever because oh, it is so the most good. natural comedy writing in this movie because it doesn't it it's natural because it doesn't feel written it doesn't feel like a punch-up job no it feels as though like this is actually just taika watiti maybe speaking extemporaneously like they're just it's a very it's a, like a normal conversation between two characters that they need to have. And then they juice it by having the rock man's best friend be this tiny little squid man in a suit that gives him knives for arms. He's, 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 like, a, he's like a knife guy. He is. He's, just, he's, he's like 90% knife. <laughs> My favorite joke in this entire movie is that the, the, the guy who's a rock goes like, I'm, I'm made of rocks. It's not a problem. And that's just scissors. And then the little, the little dude, Dude next to him like recoils and puts up his little <laughs> knife arms i this the entire during the entire conversation the little knife guy is constantly doing like like power ranger poses Ninja moves. yeah he is just like reposing himself in various like <laughs> like absurdist yeah oh it's so it's, funny it's it's fantastic it's it so is charming it's good visual humor because you have it it's like not taking up the foreground and it is delighting you in the background while you were listening to some really good jokes yes. and like likable characters in the foreground but the overwhelming message is thor you're gonna go out there and you're gonna die because everybody yeah. that's down everybody here dies. goes out there and dies so he's gonna go into the arena and die there's some lengthy just like jeff goldblum being like mm, what do we got here yeah they're gonna go fight and like loki's watching with him whatever yeah throw a few ums in there yeah, uh, yeah. you know he you is the, jeff goldblum yeah. his hair is purple um it is purple it's like a white purple yeah uh, so Thor is thrown into this arena. Uh, you guys have seen arenas before. You've also seen the trailer for this movie, which spoils the reveal when he gets into the arena. Yes, he has to fight. I, actually, it, does it? Do you see? You do because you it, see. Do you see him first, or do you see the um, the like signs and banners and like no pun intended banners, but lower like uh, like the well. So yeah, the, the green. The whole premise here is that you've been told that Jeff Goldblum has a favorite champion who never loses. Mm. And uh, we we were led to believe that, that this champion has killed a lot, a lot. Every challenger dies to this champion of people, innocent innocent challengers who do not wish to fight. Well, they might be prisoners for murder. We don't know. This implies that they just collect anybody. <laughs> we don't know. Anyway, do you want to reveal who this challenger is for the one person who maybe has not seen this movie? It is the Hulk. Remember when the Hulk got into that plane and apparently flew into space? <laughs> well, flew 
very far into space. Exceptionally, like, literally light years. It's very convenient that because he is currently in Hulk form and has been in Hulk form since the end of Avengers Age of Ultron, so he is unable to years. tell us what the heck happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been years that he has been the Hulk, and he is the challenger in the arena, and this allows him and Thor to punch each other a lot. And he does not seem to remember Thor, whereas Thor is like, my friend. Yes, I front. know him from work. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they're punching each other and all that stuff, and they punch. There's punching. Uh, Someone then, kicks, I think, at some So point. what happens is there's like this lengthy fight, and then Jeff Goldblum uses the electrical disc on Thor's neck to force him to lose the fight. Yes. To the Hulk. Um, but this means that like Thor doesn't get killed. He just remains enslaved. Yeah. So Thor like, and the Hulk are kind of like forced to hang out and share a room and share a room. It's very unclear why it's like this weird buddy comedy for a bit. Yeah. So like, it's just, it's Thor quipping and the Hulk making jokes. There's like a Hulk. You see the Hulk's ass. You, there is a Hulk I forgot about this. dong joke. There's definitely a Hulk dong joke, but you also see you a see full the butt? moon. You see that butt? I believe you do. I don't remember. You think I would remember that? I feel like I remember this. Okay. Um, it could just be a dream you had. It could be. <laughs> Who knows what my subconscious is saying there. Um, please don't write in and tell us. Please don't. I want to know. Won't you? Write, write me and tell me. Um, please don't, won't you? Uh, <laughs> please don't you? so uh they yeah this is there's there's a a real artillery of jokes here that just like do not land i don't for know a variety i just, of reasons, just don't care even though i like both characters I do too and so so well yeah. i kind of don't like the hulk as hulk being kind of person like i think people think that's yes. funny and like i'm not here to yuck their yum or whatever you know if you think that the hulk like saying hulk smash is funny i'm with like fine i think a lot of dumb things are funny i personally don't find it very funny and so, like, these interactions do not bring me a great deal of joy, despite them having the Hemsworth, who I love. We, this is where we get that one shot of him, like, bathing himself, where you're just like, oh, yeah. oh my God, that guy is so ripped. Is oh. the one shot where he didn't drink water for a few days. Jeez. And, but, yeah, like, vascular. Boy. Oh, just um, so ripped. So, uh, yeah, you get a lot of Thor trying to coax Banner out of the Hulk, yeah. trying to get him like to, to go back, but he's been the Hulk for so long that he doesn't really remember what it's like to be Banner. At one point, uh, Valkyrie visits. She does, and, and she's like, Drink- I'm she, like, wasted. She, she drinks she, like entire vodka. Yeah, it's, it's a weird decision. It's so weird. She's wasted, but th- I think at that point, that's when Thor's like, you were one of the Valkyries. You should go help fight Disfend Asgard. All this stuff is happening. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Hella. You like, remember Hella? No, I love getting wasted. I'm not into that anymore. That's not my game. And he's like, okay, I guess. And then he takes Banner to the jet that Banner flew. Yes. He, he takes the Hulk, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. He, takes he, take, he takes the Hulk. To the jet, the, the Quinjet that, um, that Banner flew up there from Sokovia, from Earth. Uh, And in in the jet, they find a recording by uh, Natasha, the Black Widow, um, who Banner, like, had, like, a... They, they had oh, like they, a serious they, they like, romance. Yeah, they're they're into each other. Yeah, it's a bad romance, but like mm. I mean, it's dangerous. He's the Hulk. It's she's, dangerous. She's it's a, dangerous she's because a, he's the Hulk. She's a world weary assassin. Yeah. Um, 
that movie's coming out still. There's that a Black Widow movie, movie is out. not coming out still. I mean, like it, it will eventually. It will come eventually, out. yeah. But like, I just for, I forgot about that. I, I had that realization. They're delaying recently. it so that we can finish these movies. I know. They, we honestly really lucked out. Anyway. Thanks, COVID. Anyway, so the the uh, they find this message that was just like stored on the ship, and as uh, the Hulk is listening to this message, he starts like gradually reverting back into Mark Ruffalo, who yep. is his, which is his true form. Um, and uh, I believe none of his clothes fit, so there's more nudity jokes. The, and the, I, you know, I'm charmed. I'm always yeah. I always enjoy the Hulk transforming messes with his clothes. I in, yes, I'm glad that they do that as opposed to what they have later on, which is just that his clothes continue to fit. Yes, unrealistically. Yes. Um, Mark Ruffalo is back. Mark Ruffalo is always very fun. Um, and I, I think we all love. Mark Ruffalo. We do love Mark Ruffalo. And I, I, he's great in these movies. Um, but it's this, this movie is so concerned with giving everybody like these punchy one-liners and jokes that nothing feels natural and doesn't feel like anybody's actually acting. I kind of, I don't know. Maybe honestly, that's like that's the kind Mark of a, Ruffalo stuff is like, I think kind of strong. Like I don't have an issue with it. Mm. I, I guess like my issue is just sort of that I just at this felt, point like, disengaged from this movie. Yes, at this point in the movie, the Mark Ruffalo stuff could be strong, but at this point in the movie, I am so. I just don't know what we're working toward. There's like this villain on another planet that's going to blow up Thor's home planet, but he seems like He's... marginally concerned with that, and we're just like in this buddy comedy in a bedroom. Yeah, for twenty minutes or so. Anyway. um, Banner's back, Banner and Thor are back, but the uh, the ship won't work, so they can't take the ship off planet. Meanwhile, Jeff Goldblum has asked uh, Valkyrie and um, and uh, Loki, Loki, the trickster god. I forgot his name. I was going to say Thor brother um, has asked uh, Val- Valkyrie and Loki to track down Thor and Banner because they've gone missing, and he doesn't want to lose his two prize combatants. Um, they actually get in disagreement, Valkyrie and Loki, and Loki uses one of his ill-defined special powers to force Valkyrie through her alcohol phase, uh, haze rather, through her alcoholic haze to relive a uh, memory in which we see all of the Valkyries descending on Hela, apparently like this is before Hela was imprisoned, and like attacking Hela and she just starts like Merc and Valkyries left and right, including yeah. all of all of her best friends. A lot of the Valkyries were killed by Hela, so she's got a bone to pick. Yeah. So she but but it's like Thor's sister. But she's suppressed it. Yeah, Thor's sister. Yeah, but she suppressed it and became an alcoholic. Um so now that she has to realize that, she and Loki, I believe, decide that they will actually help Thor. At least I think that she like takes Loki captive. Basically, she's just like, "You're coming with me because I could slit your throat in any second. And he's like, "All right." And they find um, Thor and Banner, and Valkyrie's like, "Okay, I will help you defeat Hela because she killed my best friends." Um, I believe that there's an implication at some point, like in the larger lore, that actually like one of the other Valkyries was her lover as well, and so she oh, has really? lost the love of her life, which would like maybe add even more you know, character to, I think that'd be useful. Someone who's ill, somewhat ill defined. I mean, I think the, the issue is that you, if you do that and it's like, and that's why she drinks, then playing her alcoholism for jokes mm. stops playing quite as well. That's true. 
uh, <laughs> it doesn't play well <laughs> to begin with, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so they decided the best way to go about escaping is also to free all the prisoners. So they free uh, the prisoners, including the two that we've met, well, the yeah, like rock man and uh, knife, knife boy. boy. <laughs> uh, they, they sort of become the inciters of this prison riot. Yeah, this rebellion. Um, Loki, again, of course, attempts to betray Thor because that's what he does. That's his whole thing. But Thor catches him and is like, uh, hell nah. And um, he and Valkyrie and Banner get in a ship and fly away while leaving Loki behind on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make their way back to Asgard through a wormhole? Yeah, there's that whole, like, really oh, bad and they, air like, fight sequence. Oh, yeah. You remember? It's like, it's like episode three <laughs> episode point five yeah trash of the clones it is just like really bad yeah real weak space yeah, dog, space fighting. dog it fighting feels like they didn't watch the right world war ii air fights <laughs> it's just uninteresting again weightless like i it, it, i remember being actively bored during that was this i think that was the moment that we were both just like i'm out i think dude. this is yeah this is the first time that we communicated to each other that we were not enjoying the movie yeah that we were just like bummed um Anyway, that happens, but they get through a wormhole. It's like, it's called something like the Devil's Anus. I don't. There's oh, like, there's it a is bunch called like the Devil's Anus, and they yeah. think that's like really funny, and they keep grinding they on keep it. Keep pushing the Devil's Anus, and it's anus just thing. never funny. No, like anuses can be funny. I'm not going to say that anuses can't be funny, I, but I, just calling something the Devil's Anus is like maybe funny. It's, it's, you got to work that. Yeah, I, I, it just doesn't. It just it, doesn't, it doesn't kill. Yeah. Um, but they, they travel through this wormhole and they get, they get back to Asgard. But meanwhile, back on Jeff Goldblum's planet, uh, Loki, uh, is discovered by our two favorite characters, Rockman and Knife Boy. Yes. And they are, because they are so innocent and kind, like I imagine most, uh, New Zealanders are, they decide to free Loki and bring him. And there's just like, like asking if he needs a ride. Yeah. There's (laughs) like, do you also want to get out of here? Cause I think he's a prisoner. I think. Yeah. Uh, they think he's also trying to escape and Loki smarms his way onto the ship and they also head toward Asgard. I don't remember why they head toward that. I think it's just like, we will all be free in Asgard, the land of milk and honey. So, um, up in Asgard, Hela has like just taken over. She rules with an iron fist. She is getting rid of TikTok. Um, (laughs) We, uh, well, TikTok is a propaganda tool of the Chinese government. We should actually have a conversation about that. I hate to be in agreement with Trump on something, but you know what? I think maybe we shouldn't have TikTok, but also maybe Microsoft will buy TikTok and fix this. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, there's a lot of stuff going on. If you trust that Bill Gates isn't going to try and plant, implant you with a tracking chip when, take, he, gives you, when the, he gives you that COVID vaccine. I'll take the Gates microchip over the China one. It sounds like it'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, does it run windows xp or yeah it's, unfortunately it's tied to xp <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, it's, it's end of life there are no it. updates that thing. <laughs> yeah. it's just fucking trash um, um back up so thor arrives on asgard uh he decides to confront hello one-on-one in the throne room which has revealed itself like the the revisionist history like is turns out to be literally oh, revisions yeah. as like the paintings above them in odin's throne the, like, room like frescoes crumble, the frescoes <laughs> and we see that like hella is actually involved in everything in regarding like the the pre-thor history, history of, asgard. of asgard it is it is at once like the the themes here are actually really cool if they gave them any time <laughs> so true and didn't illustrate them with like this cheesy I cg like the, illu- like, the illustration of like the fresco 
paintings it's a good idea it is just like so poorly yeah, and like half-assedly it feels done. cheap a lot of it this movie cheap, feels yes. cheap and i think that it's it's super expensive but it's not quite expensive enough for the amount of cgi that they are using i think that because literally like everything I think is everything is cgi you have to spend so much everything money. was green yeah, screen. yeah everything was everything green screen. so okay and then there's this secondary thing that's happening where uh Aragorn, which is to say Idris Elba as Heimdall, Heimdall is fostering not a rebellion, but is like pulling loyal Asgardians out of Asgard. He's getting refugees. He's hiding refugees in the mountains. Um, But then they need to make it across the Bifrost, I think, at one point. Because they have to escape. So they're like trapped on the Bifrost between Hela's evil forces and, and the, her wolf and no someone breaks the bifrost so they cannot get out because the bifrost well, Heimdall has the bifrost knife he has the sword but i think hella breaks the the bifrost and her wolf is there and then th- she also oh we forgot that she pulls out thor's eye so she he's, he's now he's now eye. like he's like odin because he's one eye yeah he's one eye it's a um, classic star wars move yes, of he, now you're like your dad he, he hath become his father yes yeah. uh, um as the prophecy foretold yeah uh we all we all suffer the same injuries <laughs> as our dad classic uh so there's this big fight on the bifrost which is now broken so how are they going to get people out well luckily there's this giant ship full of refugees from jeff goldblum's planet that is also able to pick up these that is people. able to pick up these people so they're hurting the refugees onto the 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 ship and i think at this point they're like we need to buy them more time what can fight the giant wolf and it's like the only thing that can fight the wolf and hella is the hulk so we drop the hulk onto the rainbow bridge that's leads to the bifrost and then he fights i have i have one issue with this moment that i'd like to talk through okay banner it's played for a joke banner jumps out of the ship right classic from up in the hulk air move where he and gets he's going scared to, in the air and turns and into turns hulk. into the hulk instead he just hits the ground at 200 foot drop he just hits the fucking ground yeah like a bag of meat yes and is fine well no of what are it, the rules of banner well no we know about this because in the first in the when when he started playing the hulk yeah they ask him about it and he says that he's tried to kill himself. He shot himself in the head. And then when he woke oh. up, when he woke up as the Hulk, he spit out the bullet. Okay. So he can, so he, he can is, die as he, banner quote, die as yeah. banner. But when then the, like the Hulk comes back the and, Hulk. It, and it's, wait, is he literally immortal? Then? Yeah, I think he is. Cause that's the Hulk, a, the Hulk rejects any physical injury. That's interesting. There's a, there's a lot there to, to unpack from like a, like I, you know, I'm not I, like a hard rules guy, but like I feel like the seems a little broken. You got to nerf the Hulk, maybe. I feel like the weird thing with these movies is that we have movies for everybody. They screwed up the first Hulk movie, and then we never got another one, even as they've made the character more interesting. We never learned the rules of the Hulk. And I as feel a like result. it would be really useful to have like a straight up banner. I mean, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie that like he gets a lot of play in all these movies, but I kind of want something that just like, yeah, like lays down like what is the Hulk as we understand the Hulk now? Yeah. Not as uh, Edward Norton (laughs) understood the Hulk, which was had 15 years ago. Yeah, there were, there's interesting stuff at the corners of that movie that yeah, that doesn't quite weird, touch man. on. So uh, so the Hulk begins handling the wolf 
Fenrir or whatever its Fenris. name is. Fenris. And um, so he's handling that. Thor shows up and he's like, you pulled out my eye, sister. And remember, Thor has not had his hammer through any of this, which was like always a defining thing about Thor. And you think yeah. it would be a real difficulty for him in the same way that like if Tony loses the suit, Tony is this other character. They made a whole fucking movie about it. And it was fantastic. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a good conceit. Yeah. And like, you know, it's stupid that I would just be like, do it again. But I actually kind of am like, have that same sort of emasculating thing happen to these various characters that are all power fantasies the weird thing is that thor is still a god like the hammer's cool and the, the whole point is that he's meant to realize that he that he is a god through the loss of the hammer except for the fact that that seems to happen in the blink of an eye and and, yeah. and before he's just kind of like bef- thor but still really good before you add us we recognize that there is one section of this movie where they do talk about like it's right around when he gets his haircut when they do talk they about cut the loss his hair, of the hammer yeah, yeah. they talk about the loss of the hammer and it is like a throwaway moment that could have been so much more and it's this movie is so consumed with its desire to make you laugh yeah that it it doesn't have space for that introspection and that's fine. That would be totally fine if this were a different kind of movie. Or if it was straight up and I, I this is going to sound meaner than I mean it, but if it was funnier. Like yes. This movie's oh, just yeah. not funny If it actually enough. pulled off the humor. Yeah. yeah. Like like if I was just like laughing the whole time, I, I feel like I'd overlook a lot of the flaws, but it just, it didn't it is, hit for me, man. It is hard to say, to look at this in retrospect, because we we were watching this knowing that this is the movie that everybody says is like, you should watch it. It's a good intro movie because it's funny and it's yeah. not just your typical. And if so, it's like it's hard to say it feels like a movie that was designed to be funnier than you expected it to be when yes. you first went to see it in the theater. Yes. Funnier I, than the other Marvel movies. Funnier, funnier than the other yeah, Marvel yeah. movies. Much funnier than you expected, especially after Thor 2, which is not a particularly funny movie. No, it's just a straight up movie movie. Yeah. And it's it feels as though the movie is designed that way to be pleasantly surprising. And maybe if we were pleasantly surprised by this coming from Thor 2, we'd feel differently. But, yeah. the, but that doesn't that doesn't matter because that's just like the aspect of surprise. And the fact of the matter is, is that like the movie just did not work for us on the in the humor department yeah i just didn't find it funny and i and And that's weird because i find so many of the people in it funny yes and i find the director's other work very funny and i i just i don't know what it was about it i think it's a level of self-awareness i think it's very self-aware in a way that is like hard for me but okay we need to wrap up the the recap before we get into that yes um, uh, so Thor comes back. He doesn't have the hammer, but he does have lightning powers. So he kills a bunch of Hela's minions with his lightning powers. Cue uh, Led Zeppelin again. And then he realizes that what he has to do is to... The only way out is through. The only way out is to invoke Ragnarok. The thing he said he would stop. The thing his father said would happen no matter what. Yeah. The prophecy has to come true. Asgard has to be destroyed. And they can take all these refugees that Heimdale has gathered put them on the refugee boat from jeff goldblum's planet and fly away and then just unleash ragnarok and let asgard be destroyed pretty interesting conceptually yeah because asgard is wherever the asgardians are yes it is not a place it is just it is a group of people right um cool yeah fun idea. I, i like the idea yeah so he pulls out the magic helmet and or Loki retrieves it or there's something that happens. I don't yeah, know. Whatever that crown thing is. Yeah, I think Loki, uh, Loki like retrieves the helmet and then Loki's helping out here. Loki's uh, yeah. Well, he's, he's like stabbing dudes with always, his stabby knives. We've gone from Loki tries to betray Thor. Thor catches him. He goes, ha ha, the trickster God. And then he helps Thor at the end. And you know, yeah. this is the 
Everybody eternal struggle. Up. Yeah. Um, and so they all watch from the spaceship as Asgard is destroyed. And Hela, Hela is destroyed alongside it. Um, and they're like, where will we go? Thor is now king. Because if you have one eye and this might makes right society, you are king. Uh, <laughs> so now Thor sits on a throne in the refugee spaceship. And it's like, where will we go? And Thor says, we're going to Earth. Earth. where will smith will punch us in the face <laughs> uh all right um before we talk about the post-credit sequences yes um we Let's, also we have to address two things oh, okay first is that knife boy is killed he no he's not yeah, he, well well he kind of is Rock and then Man they baby they, baby, they literally baby grewed it no, he's just out of his suit. He stepped. He stepped on him in the suit, and he took him out of the suit. His that's his body. Gets, the whole time he gets time. like stabbed through, though, doesn't he? He gets killed. They they, they all imply that that's going to happen, yeah. but then at the end, you see Rockman, and he's like, "I stepped on him, and he died, but I'm still carrying his body." And then the little the little worm man that was in the knife suit, yeah. <laughs> is like wakes back up and is like, Arr! and he's like, "Oh, he's out, he's alive." Okay, so he, he will live to, to fight another he, day. He will be in Thor 8. <laughs> yeah. It will be Knife Boy and Thor. If they don't follow up on that, I'm going to be... Ragna Knife. <laughs> uh, okay, second thing that we need to talk about is... Uh, Bob. Yes. Did you like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, like... I want to like this movie. I like some parts of this movie. I love... I wanted to like this. Movie I love too. like the title card and the rainbow effects. And I think that there's a lot of like conceptually strong stuff in this movie. And I think that what you need Thor to be. And the only way that Thor is like great is if Thor is every Thor movie, Thor goes to a new place where Thor does not fit in and interacts with people. And it's weird because Thor is always a fish out of water because he's from Asgard and he's a God. This movie kind of hints at that, right? It's yeah. like we said Asgard him to, is like Asgard is like going to private school from grades yes. like kindergarten through high <laughs> through, school through college. Through college and then you are suddenly released on the world. Yeah, and then they they dump you somewhere. And I like the idea like I mean that's my favorite part of the first Thor movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh the second Thor movie I think is actually just kind of a fun space romp because it just leans into like let's just be a space movie like a Star Warsy kind of movie. And it's good with the brothers. It's a it's very all, yeah, good brother movie. It's a great bro bro hang yeah uh this movie kind of is like okay what if he's on coruscant and it's kind of fun to have him be out of water there and deal with like oh the hulk and stuff but it just it never feels like he's actually out of water and it it yes it doesn't because he's in his element because he is fighting things still he, he's never uncomfortable and he has his friend right there yeah and, and the bigger issue is that like the all of the gravitas in the movie comes from Hela. This it's another sibling relationship. What do the Thor movies do best? They do sibling relationships really well. Yes, they do. But we literally get maybe maybe in the in a two and a two hour twenty minute movie, we get maybe twenty minutes of they, Kate Blanchett. They probably talk to each other for less than five minutes. They also, literally only oh, have they, they, they have up. three scenes together. At the most. real arc in this movie belongs to oh, Carl the Bifrost Urban. guy the guy yeah. who's like manning the Bifrost instead of Heimdale, the who's bald and looks like Carrie King from Slayer. And he's there. He like works for Hella as her number one henchman. At the end of the movie he quote unquote redeems himself by pulling out his M sixteens, Des and Troy or Des and Troy. Des and Troy, yeah. And then he shoots a bunch of It should have been Dest and Roy. <laughs> I, it's I like so Roy bad either way. No, it is. 
Um, he redeems himself after this is the equivalent of like a Nazi at the end of World War Two being like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill some other Nazis. It's just, but like, also, it's just like meant to be played as like, oh, he redeemed himself. But they, I'm also just like, I just don't care he, about this he, dude. We he gave also, him so much time. He gets equal screen time, if not more, than Kate Blanchett. Oh, definitely, because he's in almost every sequence with Kate Blanchett. And he was there before her. And he was there before her. And he gets and he gets like the arc at the end he where like he comes tag. around. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it's what does this movie think it's doing when you land like an actor of the caliber of Kate Blanchett and then you like give her 20 minutes in a 2 hour and 20 minute movie in which to like just be hammy? Yeah. Like, well, it's, no, it's just, fun to watch an actor ham well, things up. It doesn't like, give her actual like meat on the bones. Like she is not comedic. She is from the other Thor yes, movies. She doesn't get to make any jokes. She is from old Thor movies. This is a different kind of Thor movie, and she exists kind of outside of it. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think that the movie's main problem is like this movie is not a character's story. This is like the canonical example of what I used to think was the knock against the Marvel movies when I didn't watch them, which was that they were much more concerned with forwarding a like mechanical overarching arc of like the movie needs to move so that Asgard is destroyed, right? Yeah. The things that happen in this movie are not actually going to be good arcs, but the overarching arc is like moving this bigger plot forward. And this movie kind of does that. Um, it moves the overarching plot forward, but like I don't actually learn anything about Thor. He gets think about the things that happen to him though. He loses the hammer. He gets the throne. He like, loses an eye. His entire homeworld is destroyed. This should be a huge like journey for Thor, and instead he is just Thor. Yeah, he's still Thor, and he's just going back to Earth, and and now he's yeah, and like the biggest realization he has is that Asgard is where Asgard's people are, and that's. And that's about it. And, and like, that's so weak that's, because it's, he's it's also been weak. absent from and Asgard like, for like, so long. He's like divorced just, from Asgard. Just from in like some ways. a level of like interpersonal like narrative storytelling, like having Thor actually interact with Hela would be fascinating and fun, especially if you get the dynamic of Loki in there too. How does Loki feel about Hela? Totally. Great question. Yeah, because we don't we don't get the answer. Instead, and like it's just Loki like, and it's Hela like Hela should vamping it in the most peas in a pod because they both were rejected by their father in some yeah. way, right? Like there, there there's this like there's so much actual stuff there and they don't even try. No, they're not interested in it, and it's because they have to get the Hulk back, and they need to make the jokes on the joke and planet. I, I think that the the dark part, and I think that the thing that the other movies and better movies in the Marvel franchise prove is that you don't actually have to get the Hulk back, right? Like, there's a way to get the Hulk back that feels like, oh yeah, like we got here. Yeah, like it's it doesn't have to be this shoehorn thing. Yeah, and I don't dislike the the. I it, like the idea the of idea a lot of, of every of the like, ideas yeah. of the broad strokes of this movie. Solid. Yeah. Just, the execution. If you gave me an outline for this movie, my one note would be he shouldn't be on this planet for so long. Get him back to Asgard so that he and Loki can interact with Hela. Yeah, and we should say, oh, by the way, that Valkyrie also fought at the end. I, I don't know if we mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, Valkyrie fought at the end. She like she maybe feels better about all of her lost comrades. It's I unclear. mean, and I, like, I want she, to like is, her, is there, too. Is there something about her kicking alcohol, too? I can't remember. I feel like there might be a joke about it. I kind of don't think there is. is I think is, that actually she's she like, remains, that's a lot. Last she, lost like, weekend for me. I think she like remains an alcoholic, but like, I want to like her Dark. too. I want her to be a really cool character. She can't, she le- she can't cool- leave Las Vegas. 
damn but like she's she is like she's totally she's got so much potential she's she's a very cool like like aesthetically she is such a great character sick but it's just like the actual the thing is that like the actual character isn't there that's it and they undercut how cool she is by making her a drunk yeah and so it's like and she's not even a drunk in the cool like degenerate keith richards way that like for instance captain jack sparrow is right yeah where it's like oh he's like wildly competent in this drunken cad way no when she is drunk she seems she fumbling falls off and, of yeah. pledges like she's just wasted yeah uh it i don't know man it's 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 such a, a missed opportunity that's the only word for it like it's just a bummer consistently and they throughout. have and like she is very good in the role like that's i like the casting i like yeah. the whole thing i i don't know actor's name so i don't know who she is but she's good Tessa thompson thank yeah. you no, very strong I, actor i want her to be a character and the weirdest part of all of this is that like they're making another one so i'm sure that maybe i'll see all these people again and maybe they'll give them room to move but like i just felt like everybody is underutilized in this movie including chris hemsworth which is like a lot of this movie feels like the sort of thing I remember reading that they used to in Mork and Mindy set scripts just write like Robin does his thing. Yeah. Some parts of this kind of feel like they're just like, I don't know. Chris will save it. Cause he's like a funny Jack dude. Yeah. He will, he will make, he will deadpan something. Yeah. And, and fair enough. He probably does, but like, there's no other than jokes. The only thing that anybody gets to do in this movie is fight and joke. And, God, that's fucking exhausting. That's not why I want to watch a movie. I don't want to watch a movie just to watch people fight, especially if the fights don't feel good. That's honestly, I think I do want to watch that movie if the fights feel like the fights feel in the Russo brothers movies. No, honestly, I still don't want to watch that movie. Even if it even if this had felt like Russo brothers like things hit and the jokes were strong, it's still like I could say like I I'd certainly say like I really enjoyed that movie, but I would not say that like that is a good movie. Yeah, I don't because know. a good movie has needs a character to, needs to have actual characters and not just like a series of kind of like archetypes yeah. or like underformed characters that are just stuffed in in order to meet whatever whatever the larger story demands. Because again, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just I like I really want someone. I would love someone to, and we should look for this. On, we should just Google this. But someone to like do a defense of Hella. I want to read a defense of Hella yeah. because it just feels like the worst stereotypical like vamping female villain yes. that you have ever seen. Yes. And it just it's bland and boring, and they waste everything. I I think that's it. It's just yeah. it's wasted opportunity. And I think that like there are so many things about it that are smart. And like the idea that like oh the Thor movies should be comedy movies is very smart because the best parts of the earlier Thor movies. I mean, I kind of actually don't think this is true of like two, but actually maybe I do think this is true of two because that jo- that bit with the rain in two is so sharp. When he's in the apartment in London, and he hangs yeah. the hammer on oh, the, it's on the coat rack. It's fantastic. Yeah. These are like the comedic parts of those movies are the strongest parts because they're not hitting you over the head with it constantly. Yeah, it's, it's not, just so clean. It's not trying to remind you, like, hey, this is funny too. <sighs> yes, yes. But I so I think it's good to make it a comedy. I don't think this is the movie it wants to be. I don't think this is a movie that it can be, and that kind of bums me out. I'm not going to lie to you. I completely forget the first post-credit sequence in this. I will cover it for you. Okay, so what happens in that? The first post-credit sequence is them on the ship, and I think... Them being the refugees in Thor. The refugees in Thor. They're just on the ship, and then all of a sudden, we see that there is a larger, significantly larger... 
purplish hued maybe ship okay. that is like encroaching on them. like a new hope style like yes it is like, like you thought Death this you thought to, this was a big yeah, ship yeah, yeah. like i'll show you a ship <laughs> um, <laughs> and i i believe that the implication is that this is uh thanos oh that's actually kind of weird i i don't i don't think i put that together that's actually I, I hesitate to say alarming, but I kind of mean alarming. It actually, I think that like it is, it is an ending that reminds you starkly of the fact that like Hella is is doesn't matter, doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that she shouldn't matter in the movie. No, she should matter. In she the should movie. matter in the movie, but like in the scope of things, that like the death of Asgard or the, the destruction of Asgard is like you know minor compared to I, like the yeah. art. So well, I, I would say it's I was a successful this to a friend yeah. recently about like the overall arc of these movies yeah. that it's funny cuz I think about the things I'm like I see kind of like where the character arcs need to go but I think about like how do I put these people in a position that's worse than the ones that they've already been in where they could possibly end up there and it actually is like difficult for me to conceive of something large enough to force the sorts of decisions that I think have to happen based on foreshadowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is hard to know given man, like so much of these movies, it is hard to know how we would feel about this if we were watching them in real time. And that is like, that's the great fallacy or not the fallacy, but like that's the great um, problem or question of this podcast is like we will never know what it was like to understand what all these things felt like that's true before we knew the scope of the thing yeah Um, yeah 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 and because we now we now know i mean the last avengers movie is called endgame so we know that it's it's a game (laughs) with an ending um god i hate i hate the subtitle endgame oh i love it it's it's it feels very trite to me. Oh, it, I think it's so good. It's unless it's like referencing the Beckett play. I think I think bland. Infinity War is dumb, and I think Endgame like is appropriately good. dumb. I feel like Endgame is just like it's the end game. But it is. It's so, it's I, so I, I think. You know but it feels it feels like 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 WWF. Dude, like when, I feel like the fundamental difference between us is that I also say it the same way, and I think it's dope as hell. I'm like, yes, give me the end game. The game is end. Yes, I love it. I'm like, yeah, hell um, yeah, let's go. In any case, we're getting <laughs> off track. Um, that's the first. I don't remember the second one. The second one is the something second to do one, with... No, the second one is Jeff Goldblum gets out of the spacecraft. Okay. Uh, and he's in the junkyard and all like the, the Jawas and stuff are like going to chew him up for parts. And he's like Jeff Goldblum and oh, 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 we're all here together. Oh, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, the, the second one, as they always are, is like the joke. Yeah. The joke. Fun one. throwaway. So... I before I ask you where this fits, we need to read the list. I'm going to read the list because it's been a while. Everybody needs a reminder, including us, of where the list stands. Yeah. So here and remember, are this is the canonical power ranking. This is all. This is pure fact. This podcast does not deal in speculation. You are gripping the mic. <laughs> I am. This is this is the truth. So this is the actual order of the quality of these movies. Objective order is at number one. We have Captain America: Civil War. God, that is a movie. At number two, we have Iron Man, the first Iron Man. <laughs> At number three, a joke that just keeps on giving. It's still funny. I like it. Uh, I don't know if anybody else does. I know. Uh, at number three, we have Spider-Man Homecoming. At number four, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Oh, man. Great at, movie. <laughs> at number five, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. This is in the I first I still one. love it. <laughs> at number six, we have the original Avengers. At it's num- okay. At number seven, we have Iron Man 3. Parts are in, 
a better version of this movie. Iron Man 3 is a better version of this movie. I, I agree with that. But Iron Man 3 has some of my favorite parts of the entire series and some and of some my of the, least yeah, favorite parts yeah, of the it entire is, series. It is, it is, yeah. It's such, Iron Man 3 is such a it's mixed bag, It's a real bag, bell man. curve. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Iron Man 3 I is number seven. I love going back through this. This makes me excited. Iron Man 3 is number seven. At uh, number eight, we have The Avengers, Age of Ultron. Man, I... That movie is important, and that also has some good parts. But that movie is kind of bad. I kind of enjoyed that movie. I mean, I I also it's, in it's like, number in like seven. A, in like a no, it's number eight. In like it's a very eight. base way, I enjoyed watching that movie. But I, I mean, that's that's exactly what number eight is. Yeah, we watched that like on a Sunday afternoon. It Probably. was like a hundred percent a Sunday <laughs> yeah, afternoon movie. It was like we we tuned into FX and it was on. Yeah, is what it felt like. Yes, exactly. Um, if there had been commercials airing <laughs> throughout that movie, it Dude, would not have thrown me. If there had been commercials in that movie, though, it would be five hours long. Oh god. <laughs> At number nine, we have Doctor Strange perfect ranking for a movie that i like the visuals of (laughs) at number 10 we have thor the dark world which we really talked up but like i like that movie a lot i think that we have ranked it here because we are objectively ranking the movies i think that's exactly where it belongs yes i like that movie i like it more than some of the movies that are above it but i don't know i don't think think it's a better movie than it's a good movie um definitely not a bad movie at number 11 we have captain america the first avenger at number 12, we have Iron Man 2, possibly the keystone film in the entire Marvel <laughs> it, it Universe. It is legitimately the... Well, because it's like the true kickoff. That's what I've... I, everything, I, everything calls back to it. Because I've been thinking about it, and it's like, that's when they really knew that they were doing it. Yes. And so Iron Man 2 is like the most important movie. Yes. But it probably belongs where it is. It is the ending is awful. Dude, that scene where he fights Rhodey is so, <laughs> so stupid. So with the music. <laughs> oh, man. But up until that moment, we were so gung-ho god man what a uh tony 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 um at number 13 we have the first thor at number 14 we have the execrable guardians of the galaxy volume two god at number 15 there's a big gap in my mind (laughs) between 13 and 14 like there's a big gap between iron man 2 and thor but there's an even bigger gap between thor and guardians of the galaxy oh i totally agree and then right down there with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 at number 15 is Ant-Man. And then at number 23, we have The Incredible Hulk. I'm not moving it. I refuse to move it. It stays at number 23. It's number 23. Objectively, it is the worst movie. It won't like us when we're angry. <laughs> uh, Bob, where do you think Dude, I have... Thor the Dark... Or <laughs> Thor Ra- I know where Thor the Dark World belongs. Thor Ragnarok fits on this list. Man, this is actually kind of hard. Yeah, I think it is. I w- the thing is that part of me really wants it below Thor: The Dark World. I think I don't know if it's objectively a worse movie. I like I, but I liked. It I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is above Thor and below Iron Man two. I think this is number thirteen. Yeah. I think you're right. I know I am. So here's the revised rankings. At number one, we have Captain America: Civil War. At number two, we have Iron Man: The First Iron Man. At three, Spider-Man Homecoming. Four is Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Five is Guardians of the Galaxy. Six is The Avengers. Seven is Iron Man 3. Eight is Avengers Age of Ultron. Nine is Doctor Strange. Ten, Thor The Dark World. Eleven, Captain America, The First Avenger. Twelve, Iron Man 2. At number 13, we have Thor Ragnarok. Right above number 14, the original Thor. And at 15, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. 16 is Ant-Man. And at 23, we have The Incredible Hulk. There it is, man. 
It's a revised ranking. It feels good. Yeah, I'm glad that we got this movie done. <laughs> I, I am too. And I, I I know a lot of people like this movie and you know what? I don't want to get in the way of you liking it. I if you I, if you want if you to really write like us, this movie and yeah want to write us I would actually love to hear a really positive take on it because this movie regularly ranks at like the top for people yes and yeah. that's impossible because our list is the canonical factual list yeah they so, must they must have whatever dementia Odin had at the end of his so I life. just you know want to check in and just and just let me know like what is it that makes this movie top tier for you and if it is just as simple as like it is subjectively funny to you that's fair. It is I'll totally humor, allow it. Humor is the thing that is in the end subjective. Part of me feels like objectively this movie is trying very hard to be funny, kind of like this podcast, but like, Oof. Ooh, that hit oh. me in the feels. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's just like, it, yeah, I, I'm very curious. I'm very curious to know what our discussion of this podcast would make I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> our discussion of this movie would make somebody else feel about this movie, even like uh, even if that that feeling is like these guys are fucking wrong. Yeah, like <laughs> honestly, if you think we are really wrong, I'm very willing to hear it because I I do want to hear that because I feel as though I have never heard a negative take of this movie. Totally, and that's why I'm confused. I don't by get all it. of it. I just yeah. don't get it. But so, hey, yeah, sometimes you don't get things. Write us, won't you? Hey. Uh, we're back. We're back. We we forgot that we had to talk about video games. Uh, this is the, what you come to the show for. Yeah, we didn't even talk about anxiety. Fuck. Um. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that oh, makes me oh. nervous. <laughs> uh, let's talk about video games real briefly because yeah. it's been three months and we've been cooped up inside. So we played some video games. You played more than me, but yes. I've I've also played a fair amount of a specific video game. Yeah, I've played a I've played a so greater number. Let's let's do it. Okay, here we're gonna we're gonna say video games we've played. And then each of us, if we played the same game, we're both going to say a sentence about it. Yeah. Otherwise, the individual will say a sentence. Yeah. First game, Disco Elysium. Um, existential depressing cop fun times. That's not a sentence. There's no It's definitely there. better than I think it is, but also I hate interacting with it because it crashed on me twice. Yeah. Sad D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Disco Elysium. Yeah, it's cool. At the time playing that game, I thought it was like one of the greatest games I've ever played. It's kind of like not though. Now, now it's like actually, it's it, it's weird. It's it's a strange game. game. I recommend it. That highly. game is really cool, but it's also so far up its own ass. And also, maybe that's the point. I will say that the writing is incredible. If, if it, if this, I mean, sacrificing the fact that it's so far up its own ass for the writing to be good is worth it. And also, mind. I think the writing's kind of up its own ass. I think I think that there are sections when the writing is awful. Um, but then but there like, are but I can I'm going to tell game, you right the now nev- the game never shortchanges a single character in regards to character I'll everybody allow that. everybody is full and realized and that is more than I can say for like 90% of video games that's a game that really thinks it's cool because of its systems but maybe they should have hired somebody to work on the interface yeah um, okay uh, Call of Duty Warzone uh, violent tourism <laughs> maybe one of the best games I've ever played yeah, I spent a lot of time in a city that I've never been to, but uh, I've actually spent a lot of time. Easily the best battle royale that anybody's ever made. Yeah. And, and legitimately, like, an endlessly interesting grouping of mechanics Yeah, uh, that happens to be built on probably the best shooting engine of all time. It's, it's really consistently 
astoundingly good. And I say that as somebody who is a big fan of Apex as well. And yeah, the and original. I always thought Apex was was the Apex. Yeah, turns out there's a whole other level, and mm. we just flew the jet up to the trash planet. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's land in Prom West. Hell of a game. Uh, moving on. What else have you played? I know there's something else, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Oh, I played The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever felt so strongly about something that I wasn't sure I enjoyed. <laughs> so was that feeling positive or negative? It made, I, it's, it was the, it tr- I think that that Unclear. game, I think that game is astounding. I don't know if it's a good game. All right. Um, I've, I've never, I've never, it's very rare that I encounter a piece of media, much less a video game that makes me feel so many different things. Yeah. Um, often in competition uh i i am i'm kind of not over it mm-hmm. and i but like yeah i don't know i don't know when i will be and you don't really know how to articulate it no i i have no way to articulate it. i know i know with you i pointed you to various essays that other people have written. yeah yeah i mean the way that i feel about this game is i finally read like one person's essay that brought me a modicum of like peace and and like i immediately like gave them 10 bucks on patreon just because <laughs> i was like or like donated directly to they them like freed you because yeah it because i was able to relax that night because i could stop thinking about this fucking game that's good um i yeah that's weird it's very media doesn't come along like that very often and after i it's the kind of media that after you engage with it you're not sure whether you're better off for having done it or not yeah uh but it definitely did something mm-hmm. and that's more than i can say about the most of the stuff that i engage with uh doom eternal Ooh, too many systems fast 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 gotta go fast <laughs> uh didn't finish it because it stopped being fun after a certain same z's yeah um, unlike the first doom which i think is just like even though it goes on too long as a master class yeah that is and and the first doom is simple is like simplistic in the way that a knife is where it's like Oh, this thing's real sharp, yeah. but it I mean, turns out I can do endless things with a good knife. Whereas this one is like, what if I gave you this knife block? And you're like, I actually only need one really good knife. But, but here's an entire set. And you're like, ah, oh, dang it. You're going to make me use all these, aren't you? Yeah. Even when it's not fun. Uh, I forgot. About Animal Crossing. Um, extra work. I didn't play it. Extra credit work. I don't know. It's just, it's homework. Um, it's charming, it's cute, but I'm, I don't have any debt in real life anymore and I don't really want to go back to having debt. <laughs> I'm very sense. happy to be out of debt. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Why go back? Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? I'm trying to think. I played some weird games on itch. Um, nothing that necessarily I would report back on. <sighs> Oh, I'm playing Divinity oh, 2 again. Golf on Mars. Oh, how is that? They made a sequel to Desert Golf. Guess what? It's Desert Golf. 